welcome to Don't Worry About It, It's Only Your Future. No pressure. I'm your host, Joe Colendo, along with my outstanding partner and co-host, Michelle Safola. And as promised, we are here to talk to you about career interviews and why career interviews for a high school student is crucial to their career planning. So, you know, Michelle, we talk about this all the time with students about how important it is for them to step out of their comfort zone and contact a career professional in the career occupation that they're interested in and helping them through that process, guiding them through that process, how to set up a career interview, what are the benefits of a career interview. So I just want to run over a couple um, different points right now. Um, So number one. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, Joe, because we actually have a guest on our show, our second show. A very special guest. A first guest. And, you know, today, believe it or not, we were actually in working with students today. We were. um, And we were talking about this exact thing. So, and um, I think it uh, wrong. Uh, I, mean, I think it ma- made an impact with students. You know, I thought that they were really attentive, and they and they they agreed, they understood that why. You know, especially in today's society, and today's uh, yeah. economy, getting out there and networking with a group did have some glazed over looks. Though. Yeah, we always get the glazed over look. <laughs> That's part of the old high school journey. <laughs> well, you know, just a couple things. And, um, you know, number one is the, the, the number one rationale reason for students to step out of their comfort zone and do a career interview in high school is they want to make sure that they're heading in the right direction, right? Right. Um, before they go off to college, because we know what reality is today. So many college students are changing their major because they weren't proactive in high school and they didn't step out of their comfort zone and reach out to a career professional and do a couple of career interviews with career professionals in, in occupations that they're interested in. So make sure you're heading in the right direction. Number two, expand your network. That's huge, huge. Um, during the career interview, um, it could be another uh, networking opportunity for students that they would look back and say, man, I'm so glad I did that my sophomore or junior year because now I've networked with these companies in my community and I may have an opportunity over the summer do some do some uh, some job shadowing or yes. some training, and I know uh, Michelle, you've got a real powerful story um, related to that. Why don't you share it with? So I have a couple stories, but um, the one that comes to mind, it's not really a traditional career interview, but it really is. So um, when my son was thinking about engineering, and it's hard to convey to high school students what does an inter- what does an engineer do uh-huh. what does their day look like because they all think that they're sitting in an office you know just bored not interacting so i sent my son to our local university arizona state university and hey, show forks up is it forks, forks up? up yeah forks up yeah forks up and i sent him as a junior to their um, engineering camp and it sounds funny but it was the best thing i ever did so he actually every day they brought in an engineer from the field that was actually working and they presented to the students they worked on projects together they explained what they did and my son over the week learned about materials engineering and chemical engineering and mechanical engineering and it's so funny joe i never told you but when he would call me uh, or text me he'd say every day he'd say i want to be a materials engineer and then the next day he'd say i want to be a chemical engineer and the next day but really by the end of that he decided chemical engineering was his 
choice. And, you know, he stuck with that. And he now is a chemical engineer. And he said, that is one of the best things I ever did. I forced him to really talk to these professionals. Yeah. So it sounds like he was uh, initially really reluctant to, to do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's great to hear them re- he, um, reinforce um, that it was one of the most valuable experiences in his high school career. That's awesome. And that's a nice transition into our third benefit of doing a career uh, interview in high school is because he stepped out of his comfort zone, he was able to expand his horizon and gain a broader perspective and understanding about his uh, desired career occupation. Yeah. And, you know, not only if you if you choose your major wisely, it can also save you time and money. Wow, you know, huge. our last show was about money and is college worth the investment? And one thing that can help you save money is if you do your research and maybe pick a career or a major that is, you know, your calling, so to speak. Yeah. It can save you a lot of heartache. Right. And I think through those career interviews, when students are in the midst of them, they can kind of see themselves or not see themselves in those career occupations based off of what their passions are, their talents and interests are. That's so right. it's it's huge. It really is huge. So when a student steps out and does a career interview, it is it is the first step of a successful career plan. And so I'm just going to share a quick success story um, from one of my former students that I worked back with in uh, Illinois. His name was Chad. And during my one-on-one meeting with Chad his senior year, um, he, he told me that he was interested in sports broadcasting. And I was like, wow, that's a great, you know, broadcasting was my area that I went to right out of high school. And so I encouraged Chad, hey, Chad, have you ever, ever gone out and done a, a career interview in sports broadcasting? And he looked at me and he's like, what's that, Mr. C? And so I kind of explained to him what a career interview consists of. And he goes like, man, that sounds really interesting. That sounds like something that I would like to do. And I said, you know what? I'll, I'll help you, Chad. So I called the local TV station. Um, and I spoke to one of the sports broadcasters that I knew from coaching his son in Little League Baseball. And I said, Sean, would you be willing to sit down with Chad and spend some time with him so he can learn more about his profession? And he's like, Joe, send him right over um, this week. Uh, we got to tell him he, I can meet with him on Thursday after school. And I said, great. Really appreciate it, Sean. And so I kind of prepped Chad how to dress, make sure he was wearing a shirt and tie and dress lax. And I gave him questions to ask. So he went over there on Thursday right after school. Well, Friday morning, he comes running into my office. <laughs> and that's always great, isn't it? Usually you know? they're running from us, no. <laughs> yeah, they're running from us. Or, How oh, come you didn't send a transcript? Um, you know, and, you know, I'm telling you, it's one of those moments, Michelle, and I know you can relate to this being a high school counselor, that will always stick with you because it, it's it's you know you had an impact on that yes and, and there yeah. was you did something really positive for that um, student he's like mr c the interview went great you're never gonna guess what what happened after at the end of the interview and i said tell me all about it did he's they like, hire him they didn't hire him <laughs> but they invited him to go out on friday night and and help broadcast some of the high school football games what and kind of give him a little short uh internship opportunity and he went out he loved it and that was the beginning of his uh, career. Oh, that's amazing. But it all started with a career interview and really prepping him um, to, to, like you said earlier, about stepping out of your comfort yeah. zone and, and doing it. And, um, and I, these professionals really, honestly, most everyone wants to 
share their experience and they do love to meet with young people and they get excited about that. So oh, yeah. it's not too often I hear a no. Um, and what's funny is I worked with two students this year about sports broadcasting, you know them, and um, they I set up an interview for them to talk to a sportscaster that's on ESPN right now. Oh, and great. I tell, I'll tell you what, I learned so much. I, um, I had them come and tell me what the feedback was because we have to stay, you know, current. And it's a very different world now oh, trying to build a career. It's not working your way through the ranks so much anymore, but being a presence on media and having a following and that kind of stuff. So it's, Building your resume early, right? Yeah. So it, it just really changed them. And they were able to choose their college better and choose their major better based on that feedback. Well, you, yeah, they're lucky to have you as their counselor, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it's, 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 that's what it's all about. And so what we're going to do now, we're going to kind of, well, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle. Our and she's, special guest. Our special guest, and uh, she's going to take it from here. Okay, so we actually have um, a practicing nurse right now, and this young woman's name is Taylor. And she um, went to um, Cedarville University, and she started her career in the emergency department and now works in observation. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend I'm a scared little uh, high schooler a little bit. Right? A reluctant a sophomore, reluctant, junior, yeah. young lady in high school. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to do a career interview with her. And then she's going to give us our feedback. We're going to be graded on this, Joe. Okay. What do you think I'm going to get? No pressure or anything. No pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Joe, what kind of grade do you think she'll give me at the end of this? Uh, I'm guessing a B plus. A B plus. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Okay. So, Taylor, you want to say hello to all our listeners? Sure. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name's Taylor. Um, I'm actually Michelle's daughter. Um, I'm a practicing nurse. I've been working for six years. Um, small correction, I used to work in observation, but now I work in med medical surgical oncology at a local hospital. Um, so, yeah, I think I know a little bit about what I'm doing as a nurse. So, yeah, you've been be in the service. you've been in the trenches, and you've been a nurse during all this COVID. So I think you have not only do you have yes. some experience, um, but you also have a perspective of a young person, and that's why we asked you on because yes. you're closer in age to some of our high school students, and I thought that might speak to some of them as well. Oh yeah, for sure. And I obviously um, at work I do a lot of precepting and showing students around. So I like to help out people as much as I can with learning is nursing for them and what fields they like to go into. So. Okay. Okay. So I'm Michelle. Thank you for meeting with me today. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. I heard you had some questions about nursing as a career option. Yes. First, I want to know is how did you get into this career? Like what made you decide that nursing was for you? Sure. Good question. Um, the first thing I knew when I was young that I wanted to do was I wanted a career that would help people. Um, and when I was younger, I knew there were a lot of options that I could do, but I didn't want anything involving math or anything that I had to, you know, get a master's degree or go to school for a million years before starting my career. Um, so my mom actually encouraged me to talk to some nurses at a career fair at the high school that I went to at the time. Um, and at first I said, no, no way. I don't like all the blood, the guts, you know, that's not for me. But after speaking with them at the behest of my mom, uh, I realized that there's more to this field than just the blood, the guts, um, all the icky stuff. There's a lot of 
compassion and a lot of care that you can provide for people in a wide variety of settings. So that alone was enough to make me sort of dive headfirst into this field. Thank you. I, you know, of course, we like to have a little fun on here, so we're going to take a little side note here on this. Always, interview. we're right. all about fun. So, all about fun, baby. <laughs> that was a great. That, that was a really great answer. Um, but one thing I have to share about Taylor, because since you know I do know her, is she did get over the blood and guts thing. But you know, Joe, you know what she still can't stand to this day. What is it, Taylor? What can't you stand uh, when people do? I'm a bit confused the, about what you're going to bring up. There's I guess the bodily fluids, the bodily fluids, she cannot stand vomit. Yeah, I, yeah I'm right there with you, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought actually, vomit I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, fine, that's the lesser of vomit. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. She can do blood and guts and all kinds and all kinds of things, but oh man, don't get her near vomit. She can't stand it. Yeah, I mean, I'll stay there if I have to. I'll tough it out. But if I can be like, all right, you finish your business, I'll be back. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Anyway, continue. Okay, so, Taylor, what are your main responsibilities at work? So my top responsibility is ensuring that my patients get the best adequate and most professional care that they can for their conditions. So everywhere is different. Um, in some cases, you'll be caring for patients in an office setting or in an outpatient clinic, maybe even at a school or if you're a pediatrician or want to go and work with kids. Uh, but in my case, I take care of patients that are acutely ill and in the hospital. Um, right now, we see a lot of patients coming in with COVID-19. Um, we also take care of a lot of patients that have complications from chemotherapy and cancer. Uh, so my job is basically checking their chart, making sure all of the orders are being carried out properly and that all those orders are um, appropriate for those plan of care. So the nurse is kind of responsible for mitigating between the doctor and the patient. So it feels like a big responsibility, but if you get into this field, there's a lot of people that have the same intentions in mind and they're going to help you every step of the way. Okay. So that was a real question. Now I want to ask the silly question. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Are the doctors cute? <laughs> That's the most important yeah. question. <laughs> Some of them for sure. Cessation, be like, oh, look at that doctor. What is the signal? <laughs> and here's, here's the other question. Is it really like Grey's Anatomy? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so <laughs> it's drama, but not like that kind of drama. Yeah, it's so usually like, did you hear so-and-so quit because blah, blah, blah. But it's never, I've never seen anyone hooking up in the on-call room or getting together with doctors, you know. It's relatively much more professional than that. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make for good TV. It, it sure does. But it, <laughs> when you watch TV with a nurse or a doctor, all they do is point out what's wrong about it. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah. it's not very entertaining. And well, and they also tend to glamorize the profession. Yes. And, you know, kind That's a of good point. skip over the, the daily grind uh, activities that nurses do every yeah. day. And so it's a great that we're talking about it. Yeah. The patients that are very confused and try to jump out of bed a million times that you're constantly chasing after to make sure they don't get injured. <laughs> do you, do you ever, uh, television. have you ever had to put anybody in a headlock? 
No, no thankfully, no. <laughs> that's the old I've school. Stories, that, that's the old school nursing from sixty years ago. They were allowed to do small, that. So I hope I would never be in that situation. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's you know what's what? The more important question is: Have you ever wanted to put someone in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, every day. I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. truth, no, that's never happened. So so far, I'm doing a terrible job, but I'm asking some good <laughs> questions. Um, yes, so we'll you're get actually serious. doing a very good job. So now we're going to get to another serious question. Okay. What kind yes. of education, training, or prep preparation have you had to do to prepare for this field? Yes, great question. Um, initially, nursing used to be you could go to school for two years, get your associate's degree, become an LPN, and then later on, while you're working, get your BSN, bachelor's degree. Um, but now, um, it's more common and more... Uh, required by more facilities that they want you to start with your baccalaureate or bachelor's degree of science in nursing. Um, so that usually does require you to go through for four years. Um, some programs do have accelerated programs where you can do it in two or three years. Um, however, that I would say is the bare minimum requirement that you should be looking into for a career in any field with nursing. Okay. Um, and then bear in mind that after you finish that school, you are required to take a standardized test called the NCLEX. Um, I would definitely invest in Kaplan or a similar program that helps you not so much learn the nursing know-how because by the time you're ready to take the test, you should know the basics um, to be able to take the test from that standpoint. However, taking any sort of standardized test has strategies. So that is one thing that really helped me um, pass the NCLEX on my first try. That's interesting, Joe, because we do, we talk about, and we'll be talking in some other shows about test prep for the SAT and ACT just to get into college. And she's talking about test prep to finish college and get her license um, um, in, yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, the the, the test prep um, for individualized uh, certifications or licensure uh, is really what, as counselors, we we kind of really go over with students and, um, and and just inform them early early on, and you know that applies to like for somebody who's going into uh, counseling wants to be a licensed professional counselor. Well, we walk them through what that those requirements are on top of their degrees you know and yes. so it's just making sure that they're well aware that early on in high school is key for their uh, career planning yes so i think a lot of people might not have known that they think you just go to college you come out you're a nurse but you have to take that exam when you get out yes. um, you are practicing in a state that is considered a compact state and if you go online to the American Nurses Association and whatnot, they will have a full list of which states qualify as a compound state. You do not have to keep taking the NCLEX uh, every so often, like every four years or whatever. Um, instead, as long as your license is still in good standing, you're not in trouble, you pay a one-time fee every four years, and you are good to go. And you can carry that license to other compact states. Oh, well, that's awesome. That's good to know. You don't have to keep doing that, right? Yes. So. Okay, so I have a question for you, Taylor. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I'm in high school, and um, you know I'm taking the basic classes, but I have to choose my classes soon for next year. Um, what would you? What did you find helpful in high school, or what do you think I should do in high school to help me prepare for this career? Sure, another great question. Um, in terms of electives, or um, I don't know what sort of sciences you guys have at your school. Um, I took. Um, 
beginners like anatomy and physiology, biology. Uh, those are all really good courses to take just to have a good foundation for the knowledge that you'll attain through uh, whatever nursing program you're going through. And in terms of extracurricular activities, um, what I did was I got really involved in volunteer work. Um, I worked at a local uh, nursing home. I would go in and help the nurses take care of the patients on the dementia unit. So I would go in, it was kind of like a assisted living type of deal. I would go in, make sure they had water, they were taken care of. Um, if they were wandering, I would kind of distract them, get them back to their rooms, stock supplies, and just kind of get a feel for what nursing was. I got the opportunity to talk to the nurses that worked there and kind of understand their backstory and what it really means to be a nurse in all sorts of different fields. So if you're able to volunteer or get involved in similar extracurricular activities, I think that would be a huge help. That is such a great point that, you know, and that's what Joe was talking about, you know, make sure they're getting out there, they're shadowing, they're doing things. But volunteer is a great way to really get a handle on what that profession looks like. No, that's a, a key point. And um, it kind of separates you from other uh, applicants when it comes down yes. to um, applying for jobs. Um, and then that's, I mean, because you've started early in high school and volunteer and you were willing to step out of your comfort zone and, and participate in volunteer opportunities, you've already got a leg up on your competitor because you've got practical work experience thus far. You know what, yes. you know what the funnest part, though, no, here's my silly part, Taylor. Um, so one of the fun, the, the coolest thing I, that she did, do you remember when you were in anatomy and, um, at college and you guys believe it or not joe you know what i had to purchase for her mm. a coloring book yeah a, oh, okay that makes a, sense a I coloring guess. book right taylor i 100 percent recommend everybody that's interested in nursing biology anything that has to do with the human body get that coloring book can it you sounds talk silly but it works okay expand on that a little bit taylor how'd that help you and with your future assessments that you took in college so basically, it just lets you see the whole human body in its different systems. And by color coding it, you can kind of understand where anatomically every organ and every system is located. So when I went forward and took advanced anatomy and physiology in college, I had a little bit more of a concrete idea of where all the body parts are and how they interact with each other. Yeah, Joe, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm paying, Smart I'm, I'm Smart like saying, you know, we're paying, we're paying, uh, you know, $40,000 a year for this school and they're coloring. What, what, what is that about? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the return on investment? I know, but now everybody colors, right? They're every, all these adults, everybody's so stressed out. They're using coloring books now. Oh man. Yeah. So you may as well learn something while you're doing <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. I okay. love it. I love it. Okay, Taylor, um, one of my, um, what has been some of the biggest challenges in your job? You know, honestly, I've been very blessed. I haven't had too big of a problem with nursing. Um, I would say the biggest challenge is just getting used to the pace. Um, and it does vary based on which field you're in. Some fields are very slow paced. If you work in an office job or outpatient clinic, those tend to be a bit more stable, but don't see a whole lot of variety. Uh, whereas at the old job I used to work at, it was basically part of the emergency department. So we saw a really fast turnover. So it was a very high pressure situation. 
Um, but you know, it's always hard when you're new and you're learning the ropes, but after a few months, six months, a year, you start to get a lot better and calmer and you learn. Honestly, I learned more about being a nurse in my first six months out of school than I did in college. Isn't it always like that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, because preaching to the choir. As much as clinicals help, as much as all that knowledge helps, and you're going to need it, it doesn't quite prepare you for the real experience. And nothing will until you jump in and do it. Yeah. I mean, I I can imagine being a nurse, it would be really terrifying in the beginning. Yeah. But the good news is, um, at least in my experience, people that you precept with, the managerial positions that are above you, they tend to take really good care of their new employees. If you get in a good health system, um, they will take really good care of you and make sure that you are set up for success. But, but Taylor, um, 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 but what if I make a big mistake? Like, I'm worried about that. What if I make a big mistake being a nurse? I'm afraid I'm going to kill somebody. Oh, sure, easy now, easy. Reasonable fear, <laughs> easy. I think every nurse in the back of their mind has that fear. Um, however, just bear in mind that your system should not let you fail. So there's a big, long system list of checks and balances and double checks and cross checks that will help prevent you from making those big mistakes. Um, so, for example, a lot of people are afraid that I'm going to give the wrong medication or I'm going to overdose a patient. Um, all of that is done electronically now. So when you go in, you're scanning your medication, you're making sure you have the right patient, the right dose at the right time, um, so on and so forth. So that way those mistakes don't happen. And if they do happen, there's other systems that you can do to help mitigate those results. Um, we've, every nurse is going to make mistakes. Um, whether those are big mistakes or little mistakes just depends. But at some point, you are going to fail and you're going to accidentally hurt somebody and that's okay the point is that that. (laughs) what i'm saying is as long as you can mitigate those bad results and you make it you make it right by the patient you make it right by the doctors you follow the chain of command you follow the orders that are in place for you as what's appropriate then you can mitigate any of those bad results and i'm so glad you asked that question because that is a fear that a lot of students yeah. may have that keeps them from going into the nursing profession. I'm so glad, Taylor, that you were um, forthcoming with your answers that you provided because now they feel a little bit more at ease to say, hey, you know what? There are some safeguards in place um, to help me with my fears of making a mistake. And, and and that's huge. That's really huge to talk about. Okay. Yes. And you would have to do something really, really drastic and bad in order to lose your license permanently. Um, and it, that it would have to be more intentional. Happens. I bet it would have to be a little more intentional, maybe. Yes. And a lot of it has to do with repeated mistakes. Uh, like, not only did you make one tiny mistake, but you made a chain of mistakes that led to a terrible outcome. Great. Yeah. And and so when we look at the government and in, in our senators in the government, how come they can get reelected? <laughs> I, that's no, crazy. I thought, I thought, uh, I thought uh, I'd throw that in there because they make mistakes all the time. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it, it, and that's a, such a good point, Taylor, that um, we all have to learn from mistakes. You know, I'm, you know, uh, how many years I've been doing this and I still make mistakes. And as long as we own them and learn from them and do our best, you know, it's yep. okay. That's what it's all about. Yeah. 
yeah. A lot of, uh, at least in hospital systems, they will go out of their way to try to make you feel like even if you make a mistake, their goal is not to punish you. Their goal is to help you learn from that mistake and look back and say, what could I have done differently to change that outcome? And then learning from that. That makes me feel so good as a student. So maybe nursing is for me after all. Who knows? What about yeah. what? What? Okay, let's go off the let's go off the grid here a second. So, what is a funny story you can tell us about a patient? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> um. <laughs> What's some of the crazy things that you see that you're allowed to share? Um, we know you can't share details or names or anything. Sure. Yeah. Oh gosh. You know what? Now that you put me on the spot, I can't even think of one. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. If I think of one, if I'm on a future episode, (laughs) if you guys will have me back, I'll definitely think of some more and share with you guys. Yeah. You know, I always like the funny stories. So, um, yeah, I've got a million of them, but as soon as you put me on the spot, they all fly out of my head. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We like to put people on the spot here, don't we, Joe? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's what it's all about. (laughs) We try to make our guests feel as uncomfortable as possible. (laughs) Being uncomfortable with the uncomfortable, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, Taylor, um, what would you say um, you dislike and most like about being a nurse? What I most like, I would say, is building relationships with my patients. Um, And again, this differs based on whatever field you're at. If you're working in an office or outpatient, you might not get to see the same patients repeatedly but at least in the setting that I'm at I get to see my patients one two three days in a row uh, multiple weeks if they're there for a long time and you kind of get to develop this rapport with them Uh, you get to develop a relationship you understand them more as a person rather than a patient and you kind of learn how to best care for them and seeing them recover and seeing them improve is so rewarding Um, And in terms of my least favorite things, gosh, let me think. I would say probably just dealing with difficult doctors. Oh, Um, it's the doctor. (laughs) Not just doctors. I would say coworkers in general. Um, Isn't that the way everywhere? I've been extremely blessed. I've had wonderful coworkers, wonderful nurses, doctors, therapists, uh, respiratory therapists, uh, housekeeping, everybody really works hard to make sure that patients have the best care possible and that they're treated properly. Um, But occasionally, you know, you run into situations where somebody's not communicating properly or they just come across as unprofessional. So I'm the type that really tries to avoid confrontation at all costs. So when that happens, I tend to kind of hide in the corner a little bit. But I've gotten better. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's uh, in any profession, dealing with yes. the, the personalities that you're working with. and I got to deal with I, Joe every day. I know, and it's, she's. Yeah, she's what a nightmare. <laughs> Talk about pressure. It's uh, a lot of pressure. It's, 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 it's always a circus and circus here. It always. But yeah. It's yeah. And I mean, even that, it comes and goes. Is, as you get to learn people's personalities, schedules, ticks, yada, yada, it gets a lot easier. And you'll feel more confident as you grow as a professional. Thank you so much. You're doing such a great job and giving us so much information. The last question I have for you, because I know you have to get you're on a deadline here. Um, what advice 
if you had to give to somebody who wants to go in this career, what advice would you give them? I know you, you already gave them some good advice about the testing and about taking classes and how to prepare, but if you had to give them one piece of advice, what would you say? I would say if you're still on the fence about nursing, talk to other nurses, get their experience. Um, in my experience, other nurses are more than happy to share what they know, what they would advise. Um, it helps to get more than just one person's experience. You know, I'm speaking for myself, but my experience is very different from even my other coworkers who have been working 10, 20, 30 years longer than I have. So I would definitely reach out and talk to other people if you can. Um, and also just be aware that you may not get the job that you want right out of nursing school. You oh. may say, I want to work in the emergency department or I want to work with kids. Chances are when you're a new grad, you're probably going to be stuck with a job that you're not thrilled with. Um, but that's okay. Stick with it for six months, a year, and that will automatically open up so many more doors and opportunities to go wherever you want to go. So prove yourself. Uh, yeah. They just want to make sure that you can handle yourself in a professional situation. And once you get that experience and you've got some, uh, what's the word, referrals? Yes. People that can refer Recommendations, you. Recommendations, yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, then that will open up the door for millions more opportunities. Because the thing about nursing is it's always going to be there. There's always going to be sick people to take care of. Okay, Taylor, I know we um, we started this off as a serious interview and we went back and forth a little bit and had a little bit of fun. Um, what is What grade are you going to give me today? I give you an A plus. Aww. Yeah, and so would I. I, I was going to change my grade too, just to let you know. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, I was, I was thinking the whole time you were like asking questions. Man, that's a great question. Like really that's going to be an questions. A. That's an A question. Well, you, we are so happy that you joined us, and we want to both thank you for um, taking care of people so well, and especially during this COVID season, putting your life and your health on the line every day. And I know you never ever um, thought about anybody but the patients and it was really remarkable to see you and other nurses just do what they were called to do and put others first even when it could harm you and i i just want to thank you from everybody yeah taylor i thank want to personally you. thank you too it. for thank your you guys for having me on i hope i could help a little bit um feel free to have me on any other time you guys have any other questions thanks taylor or thanks for you your time set of years to listen to and laugh about <laughs> oh absolutely and your patients are very lucky to have you as their nurse so you i can tell you're doing a great job so thank you so much for your time oh thank you so okay. much thank you bye-bye bye-bye great job that was a great job. Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? I know, like, it's my daughter, so of course that was fun to do. But I do think her her age and that she was in high school sort of recently sort of gives us some up-to-date feedback. And mm -hmm. um, another time we'll have a veteran nurse on. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you, I know there's, because it's your daughter, there was a certain comfort level there, right? Yes. For you, which makes sense. It would be for anyone. Yes, now, I want you to think about what it would be like for a high school student that's reaching out to this career professional, maybe for the first time. And can you kind of give me a couple things that came to your mind while you're asking these questions that would be difficult um, as a student for their first time experience doing a career? Yeah, interview? I think it would be, it could be terrifying, especially for those introverts, right? There's some students, man, they'll say anything to anybody. And we, we might actually need to tell them to tone it down a bit, I, right? Yeah. They'll ask anything. Yeah. But most, most students here, they're going to be a little intimidated, right? Because these are adults, they don't know them, they don't really have experience doing this. Yeah. Um, I felt even a little nervous starting because I like, how is this going to go? 
you know? Right. Um, so I Because think, you want to do a good job. Yeah, and, right. you, and you want to get the information you want. But right. I think you had said it when we first started, like in front of us, you know, we have questions, we have reasons to do this, we have, you know, and these students, if they go in prepared and they are, they meet with, you know, a parent mm-hmm. or a guidance counselor like us. Right. And they go in with the questions and they go in knowing how to introduce themselves. It it will put them at ease. It's the preparation. It is. And that that's what I was alluding to. I was going to get to how to prepare for the career interview is huge. And just making that initial contact with the career professional can be nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. You know, because with today's teens, we all know that, you know, how often are they picking up a phone and actually calling? That seems old school to them where they feel a lot more comfortable with texting or even email, yeah, you know, is yeah, you know. I mean, I know that they they they're more comfortable with texting. They think the world operates by texting. Right? Yeah, and yeah. so so what we what we have done through the years is helped students prepare for that initial contact, picking up a phone, doing a mock career interview with your counselor. Is, I think is one of the most beneficial things you can do because you can practice. Another thing we talk about how to also prepare for that career interview, know what what you want to say ahead of time, have a general idea of what you want to say ahead of time when you're um, setting up the career interview and uh, doing the research on the company ahead of time. You know, you don't have to get into extensive detail with the research on the company, but you need to know a couple important facts about that company. Um, we've already talked about going in with a list of questions maybe the highlighting the most relevant questions that you think are would be most beneficial to your career planning dressing appropriately now i know that seems pretty common sense but <laughs> you know Nowadays, what do you mean i got to wear a tie what do you mean i got to wear a shirt you know it, it's uh you just you got to make sure that the students understand that when you're stepping into a business you know, you really want to make sure you look professional and, I think and helping what, them with that. What does, that's a great point because you talked about your student, Chad, right? And you had prepared him. He had dressed up. And I'm not sure if he didn't present himself like that and prepared. And on top of it, he would have been given the opportunity that he, he did, right? If he yeah. shows up and he's in jeans and toward jeans and slouching and doesn't know what questions to ask and says, uh, uh, like, like, like. Right. I'm not sure they would have had him do that. Right. And it's that first initial impression. And because of that, you know, that that speaks volumes with with those career professionals. And they understand it's difficult for a high school student to go out and do a career interview. So they they get it. They understand. Yeah. But going in there and taking it serious. Respect their time. Respect their time. It says a lot. Yeah. Says a lot. And people really do want to share their careers. Like if, you know, for a while there, I had, I guess, um, a local university um, near us, Grand Canyon University. GCU. And Phoenix, Arizona. Grand Construction (laughs) University. Lopes, go Lopes. (laughs) Lopes up. So they, one of their education classes for, um, for their, just their education majors had to interview a guidance counselor. And oh my gosh, Joe, I must've did 50 of those. All my students kept emailing me and calling me and, and yeah, listen to me, listen to my attitude. Oh my (laughs) gosh, I had to do it. That's that's another show. (laughs) That's going to be another show. I'm saying we love to do it, but we do. I just had to do a lot of them because it was, you know, a class. Well, and, and you know, I mean, let's be honest, let's be transparent transparent with our, our listeners you know we've been doing the high school guidance profession for a long time and uh you know anyone that's gone through the the high school 
system understands what we're talking about. But for us, you know, Michelle, it's uh, it, what's kept us going all these years is working with the students, students in, in, the, in the career planning and helping them put that uh, career plan together and guiding them through the main goals that they really should focus in on. And that's, that's, I know what we're passionate about. Yeah. So. And when you say that the best story I have to wrap this up too, is I, I shared with my students today. So we had a young woman here four years ago, almost four years ago, and she graduated and she, we were doing, um, we were talking about her career and what she thought she might want to do. And we were doing research and so forth. And she said, I really want to be a teacher, um, but I want to be a math teacher. And I'm like, well, let's go for it. And she said, I can't be a math teacher. I'm not smart enough. It's going to be too hard. How do I explain it to students? And, you know, students put up these roadblocks because they don't know what they're capable of yet. And so what I said to her was, okay, Alyssa, what we're going to do is we're going to have you talk to Mrs. Um, such and such, right? Um, who's a, our department chair, mm -hmm. math teacher, and one of the best teachers I have ever worked with. And so she met with her and she did a career interview and guess where she is right now. And you know this, she is doing her student teaching at our high school for math and she'll graduate in the spring and she will be a full fledged math teacher. And she thought she would never be able to do that. And from what I hear, she's doing an excellent job. Yeah. We got to have her on a show Yeah, and just, just have excellent. her share experience. Yeah. That's and that's great. why we do it. Right? right. We look at those students and we say, maybe I was a tiny part of that success. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we do it. And we, we love our students. We love that, that's I'm so glad you shared that story. And so we're, we're running out of time right now, but uh, Michelle, why don't you kind of um, just tell our audience a little, um, just so, yeah. all the different uh, social media outlets that we're on. And so be sure to check us out. Um, our podcast is called, don't worry about it. It's only your future. And you can check us out at DW about it podcast DW B-O-U-T-I-T podcast. You can check us out on Twitter. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. So be sure you check us out and like us and share it. I hope you found it helpful. But don't uh, forget that D-W-B-O-U-T-I-T podcast. D-W about it podcast. Yeah, make sure you're following us and we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on Don't Worry About It. It's only your future, and we're looking forward to uh, having you join us again. Have a great evening.